The Dancepreneuring Studio, Session 57, The Soul Groove of Life and Business. Hello there, and welcome to Session 57 of The Dancepreneuring Studio. I am Annette Bone, and The Dancepreneuring Studio is the place where dance inspires life and business. Every other week, I get the privilege of bringing you some of the best and creative minds who are connected to the art of dance, and they share their stories, their ideas, strategies, and tactics to help move your life and your business forward. I want to give a shout out to Sky Matsuhashi, who took the time to give me a five-star rating and review on iTunes, and he says this, Annette's created a nice melding of entrepreneurship and dance. I enjoy this podcast, and I'm happy that the guests she gets are all very knowledgeable and successful. Keep it up. Thank you so much, Sky, for the kind review. I really appreciate it. Oh, my goodness. There's nothing quite like getting woken up at 1 o'clock in the morning (laughs) with either, oh, my goodness, it's cats or skunks fighting outside of your window. And I had planned on recording this podcast in the morning but not this early in the morning. (laughs) So I guess I think of it as a head start on some things that I need to get accomplished. And I can always take a nap later. So on with our show today, coming up in our step to success segment, can you keep a secret? In our dancers dialect segment, over the log. In our freestyle flow segment, coffee cup mix up. And coming up in our feature presentation, The Soul Groove of Life and Business, my interview with dancer and choreographer C.J. Edwards. Stay tuned. Hi, this is C.J. Edwards, founder of the Inspire to Impact Foundation and director of the Recipe Dance Company. And you're listening to another session of the Dancepreneuring Studio with Annette Bone. It's profitable to be skillful and wise. Welcome to this week's Step to Success. A step to your success is anything that moves your life and your business forward. Whether it's an app, a book, or an idea, you can apply something today that can help you succeed. I have this love-hate relationship with social media. Do you? I love technology. I love the possibilities. I totally geek out at all kinds of tools and things that I come across and things that I use currently. And I just have to unplug sometimes, though, because it's a little bit too much. And I don't even watch TV. And yet there's all this information and all the stuff that's available. So again, it's all about balance. Well, I have a secret to share on social media. Can you keep a secret? Well, it's not really that much of a secret. But When Pinterest first came out, I was very intrigued and, I have to say, obsessed with it. I took a course on using Pinterest and immediately implemented what I learned. Then I got burnt out and I never touched Pinterest again. (laughs) Now I access Pinterest quite a bit. I haven't pinned or created any boards. I usually look at HIT and kettlebell workouts. If you don't know what HIT HIT is, it is an acronym for high intensity interval training, which is part of the training that I do outside of my dance classes. And I also look at recipes and haircuts and health information and yoga clothes. (laughs) So now I just, it's definitely a great resource for me. It's a great search engine. And I'm in the process of creating a new board 
a secret board for my vision board. And my goals right now are written in text form, of course, on my Evernote. But I know the importance of having visuals and incorporating as many senses as possible in the process of achieving your goals. So I've linked a resource in the show notes at annettebone.com forward slash 057 on 10 things to know about Pinterest secret boards. You can have an unlimited number of secret boards and use them for your personal use or your business use. They're great for collecting ideas and visuals around different themes and also collaborating on projects. So I would definitely recommend checking that article out. You can also go to Pinterest directly in their FAQs and they talk about having these secret boards, which I'm really excited about. So yes, I do have a love-hate relationship with social media, but I'm excited to incorporate this great tool. And now, Life and Business Connect with the Dancer's Dialect. The Dancer's Dialect is the dancer's language. I share concepts and terminology across different genres so you can see the correlations in your life and in your business. I usually embrace new experiences, even if they're uncomfortable. In a recent jazz class that I took, there was a step in our progressions across the floor termed, quote unquote, over the log, which I've seen the technical step, a similar technical step in tap called over the top, but I had never done it. And that's what usually happens when I take a more advanced level class. There's more often than not something I haven't tried or learned. And so then it goes on my goals list to learn how to do it, of course. I've linked a video in the show notes at AnnetteBone.com forward slash 057 of the tap step that is similar to what we did in the jazz class. This reminded me again of how important it is to continually get out of your comfort zone. Go over the log or over the top because that is where you will grow. I've also linked a great article from entrepreneur.com in the show notes on why you need to step out of your comfort zone. And here is an excerpt as follows. Dr. Elizabeth Lombardo, therapist and author of Better Than Perfect, says people who regularly seek out fresh experiences tend to be more creative and emotionally resilient than those who remain stuck in routine. Breaking your own mold can only make you stronger and more confident to reach higher levels in your professional and personal life, she says. Innovation, she says, happens when we step outside our comfort zone. Being stagnant in routine often results in plummeting creativity. In order to be more creative, you have to try new things, see things in a new way, and put pieces together in a new manner. And now, anything goes with Freestyle Flow. What's on your mind today, Annette? Coffee cup mix-up. Do you ever go through situations and you forget important details and then you ask yourself, how did I not remember something so simple? I was recently between podcast recording in Manhattan Beach, California, where I do a lot of this recording and getting to one of my hot yoga classes. And I really wanted one of my favorite beverages, which currently is a hazelnut Americano from Coffee Bean and Tea Leaf. As you probably know, parking in a beach area is limited. And I was so focused on getting this drink and getting excited that I found a good parking spot. But I went into the wrong coffee place. I went into Pete's instead, convinced that this was the place that served my favorite beverage. I walked in and I was wondering why they didn't have the big ad that I usually see for this drink displayed somewhere. So I ordered thinking I was getting this and then I was perplexed because they gave me an ice drink. 
So I asked about it, telling them that I always ordered this drink in their other locations. They gave me that confused look and said that they didn't offer it the way that I had described. So for their quote unquote error, they gave me an additional hot Americano, which of course I was happy about. And now the funny thing is Pete's does have a drink that I've tried once that I absolutely loved. I think it was a brown butter shortbread latte macchiato. I dare you to say that fast. Brown butter shortbread, brown butter, (laughs) brown butter shortbread latte macchiato. Brown butter. Okay. Never mind. Okay. So I was obviously confused. So what's the lesson in sharing this coffee cup mix up? Number one, always be kind to the people who are serving you. Number two, you can be so convinced that you are correct when in fact you have made a mistake. And number three, know your coffee drinks. Now that you're warmed up, get ready to go full out with our feature presentation. I thought it was appropriate to feature my next guest as he was such a big influence on one of my previous guests. And in the course of outside conversation with him, I was excited to have him share more about his dance and business journey. CJ Edwards is a professional dancer, choreographer, and teacher who has worked with Omarion, Team Millennia, Boogie Zone Breed, and with Heavy Impact on America's Best Dance Crew. CJ has choreographed for many local dance teams, studios, as well as professional companies like Dance Mob Nation, IBM, ABC News, Extra, Yahoo News, and the Latin Grammys promotional tour. He's also danced internationally in China and in Thailand. He is the founder of the Inspire to Impact Foundation and artistic director of the Recipe Dance Company. Thank you so much, CJ, for joining me. How are you? Uh, Thank you for having me. I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing really well. Um, Just in our conversation and the kind of things we've talked about in dance and choreography, I had to have more conversation with you about that stuff because I loved how you talked about choreography and movement and your philosophy behind things. So I'm really excited to get into these questions. Take us through lessons that you learned from your journey of performing on America's Best Dance Crew, working with dancers now as you're teaching and choreographing all over the place. What has changed? What's remained the same? And what do you think people need to do in terms of being both an artist and an entrepreneur in the dance world? Wow, that's a great question. <sighs> What's, what hasn't changed is my passion and my love for it. If anything, that keeps growing, which I don't understand how, but um, it keeps there keeps uh, being new dele- new levels that I'm discovering and new um, opportunities to um, take my love for this this uh, thing we call dance even further. Um, the biggest thing I've learned is to be be true to who I am, be patient, um, appreciate and support all forms and types of dance, even if I don't understand it, um, because that just helps myself grow, um, study the greats, study, be a dancer and not a style. I think that would probably be the biggest lesson as well. A lot of people get stuck in just one genre or one style of dance, but dance is so universal and music is so universal that there's so many that I pull from that I learned, like I love classical music and jazz music and um, house music. And I, I just, I love music period. So um, just growing in that way and different dancers that came before me. Um, yeah. I just would say the biggest things would be never stop learning, always appreciate and respect and have patience and 
keep your passion growing for it. Those would be the biggest things that I would I would say I learned has changed and remained the same. Do you think that dancers nowadays need to be more diverse in terms of promoting themselves, not only as an artist, but also be aware that there is a business side in order to succeed? And what would you want to say about that? Totally. I would, I would say that a lot of the dancers nowadays aren't coached in that area. And to be honest with you, I, I don't think I was entirely, but I had great people around me that I would, um, look and learn from like I like you mentioned I came from Team Millennia so Danny Batimana was uh, my director and he was very much about how can we take this further how can we do more than just being on a stage and and performing at the same shows every year same with Elm Pizarro who I I trained under for Boogie's Own Breed and um, then being on America's Best Dance Crew and dealing with it on a corporate level seeing how paperwork and this goes through and how you know the dance is the last the, the, the product is the last thing that people see but there's so much more that goes into it and if you don't know again if you don't know who you are and what you have to offer and what you're and what you uh want to give to people, then it's hard for you to look at it as a business. A lot of the dancers nowadays look at it as just a platform to be cool or popular, but they don't understand that it's a whole, uh, there's a business behind it too, that you could actually sustain yourself and, and make a living off of this and do what you love to do every day. I think it's really important that you stressed about knowing your identity and knowing who you are and having everything come from that. I think that's it's so huge, not only in dance, but in life. And speaking of product and the process and everything, what is your choreography and your creative process like? How do you start creating and what is inspiring you at the current moment? It's different for everybody. For me, it's a little more intense. I'm such a nerd, regardless <laughs> of... Uh, popular opinion or public display. Um, I'm, I'm, I like to study. So what I'll do is, um, depending on what kind of song I'm feeling is I'll just study the song. I'll play it on repeat. I'll sleep to it. Um, I just try to develop a relationship with the song, uh, before I actually create movement to it. Yeah. Before I actually create movement to it, I'll actually, um, I'll just sit with it. And, and what inspires me right now is just music that speaks to my heart and my soul. I'm more of R and B kind of groover. Again, I love jazz music. So the sharp sounds, the horns, the trumpets, the strings, um, good music and good people inspire me. Tell us more about Inspire to Impact Foundation and any other projects you currently have in the works. Uh, the Inspire to Impact Foundation is something I started um, in 2014. Um, I wanted to do more, again, obviously, than just um, dance and direct. I wanted to give back to the community. So the Inspire to Impact um, exists to evoke change in the community through the arts. So um, over the last couple of years, we've hosted uh, like open mics at local boba shops, getting the local talent in there. We've brought in different people from like around the world, different speakers um, to come in and speak and give like knowledge. We brought in a homeless organization that works in the community and they came and spoke to the people and told them how they can get involved. And we do it outdoor on a patio of a boba shop, Boba Maiti in Northridge. So that's where we started. And we just partnered with uh, the underground church. And they had a Dance for Freedom workshop. Uh, they were raising funds to take their uh, Thailand, their their missions team to Thailand. And they're there now, actually. So we partnered with them and helped promote and, and uh, get teachers for that event. 
So that's what we're doing right now. I'm actually in the process of thinking we're writing our own show uh, featuring the recipe. Um, there's there's so much. I'm trying to get my um, everything trademarked and logoed. I have my DBA and I have my business license officially, which is amazing. And it's totally a new level of learning for me. Um, so I'm just taking it one step at a time. But um, we want to do a lot in the community and we want to do a lot around the world. But it's just making sure all our ducks are in a row before we start firing. When you started dancing, you're from Victorville, right? <laughs> I am. My hood, 760. Your hood. <laughs> I actually lived there for a few months, a, a couple years ago. So, um, wow. yeah, so I'm familiar with the area. When you were growing up there and getting into dance, um, how was the dance scene there? And what inspired you to, to get out, you know, to go from a small city to L.A. and just you know, get further your training and all that. What was your thinking process? I know you were young at the time and, and you're still young now, of course. Of but, course, you know. that's right. <laughs> but, you know, what was your thought process? Did you have good mentors when you were training? I know you trained, like you said, um, when you were with Team Millennia and then with El Pizarro with Boogie Zone Breed. Did you always have good mentors in the dance world or did you have to go and seek that out? How was that, you know, coming from Victorville? Well, the funny thing is, and what a lot of people don't know, and this is why I tell them that dance kind of found me because I had no intentions on being a dancer. I wanted to be a lawyer um, or a singer. Okay. Those are the two things I wanted to do. Singing lawyer, um, if you can imagine it. I never, I just, I happened to just fall in love with it. Um, I'm The way I fell in love with it is I watched um, Janet Jackson's 1997 uh, Velvet Rope Tour on HBO with my dad. My dad loved Janet Jackson. I loved Michael. I didn't really understand Janet at that point um, and how influential she'd be to me after I saw that tour. But I remember watching that tour on TV with my dad, and I was just like, what are they doing? Like, I have to do that. And so <laughs> you you can ask my brother. Every day before we went to school, I watched that tour, and I learned all the dances every day like I would even change costumes like I was on the tour like, it was really sad I mean because my mom would wake us up at like 6 a.m and she would go to work at like 6 30 and then we didn't have to be to school until nine so we had a couple hours to just kind of like eat breakfast and get ready and we were old enough we were like 13 14 but yeah I would watch that tour every day and my brother be in his room playing his games or whatever and I'd be out there just dancing my life away and so it wasn't until my junior year of high school that I was asked to be a part of a, a community show in our community of Victorville. I think it was called the High Desert Music Review. And someone found, they knew I danced or they just knew I liked to dance. And so they asked me, could I perform? And the lady's name was Christina Brandt. And uh, she taught at Dance Time Dance Studio up there. And uh, I did the show with her. And then afterwards, she was like, you should come take my class. And my mom said, well, I'm not paying for it. You better get a job and do it yourself. So I got a job literally around the corner from the studio at KFC. And um, I would pay for my own classes. And the next year, my senior year, I became her assistant for that class. And then when I was looking for colleges, she actually was like, hey, there's a really cool team that perform at this show Battlefest every year. They're called Team Millennia and they're from Cal State Fullerton. You should check them out. So when I was looking for colleges, I went on a college tour, campus tour of Fullerton and I was like, this is where I'm going. And and then I went there and a couple of weeks into school, they had um, the flyers for TM's audition. I went thinking that I was going to be the best thing there ever because 
Victorville is so small and I was pretty much always the only guy and I had gained like notoriety up there because I was the mascot. So for my roots for half times, I would always put together my own routines and I had never taken any classes. I would just put together my own shows and I'd always do the splits at the end of my routine. So around the Victorville, you know, it's small. People be like, hey, you're the rabbit because we were the jackrabbits. And I'm like, yeah. So, I mean, I went down there auditioning for TM thinking I was Michael Jackson and got very humble because I looked like Tito Jackson and didn't have the steps as they had him. And I don't know how in the world he picked me, but I got picked on that team in 2003 and I was there for two years and then went to breed and uh, yeah. Here I am, some 12 years later. Doing a lot of cool things, actually. So it was a good foundation for you from what it sounded like. Such a blessing, such a blessing. I mean, again, that's how you know it was a gift and it was given to you from God because I literally, this was not in my plans. Like for me to even be here at this mm-hmm. point now, trying to put together in a business and giving other people platforms and like it just, it makes no sense at the end of the day. But again, I can't explain what I feel on the inside and what I love to do. So I, I don't question it anymore. It's very exciting. And, and that's why I love talking to dancers because of not only the creative process that goes behind, behind choreography and movement and putting productions together and that kind of thing. But when you have someone that is so passionate about what they do and puts everything into what they do, whether it's dance or something else, there's just something magical that happens. And I just, mm-hmm. I love, that's why I love talking about this stuff all the time. <laughs> so. mm-hmm. I mean, it's amazing. It is. It is amazing. And like you, I love what you said. It doesn't make sense, but it, you know, it's such a blessing, you know, and it's, it's yeah. totally a gift from God. So I'm really excited for you to see what's going to be happening with your companies. I'm going to go through a series of questions, which I call the dancepreneuring quick step. So you just okay. have to answer quickly what comes to mind and okay. uh, they're very simple <laughs> questions. Uh-oh. Okay. So the first one is dance style you haven't tried, but would like to, and why? Tap. I love the rhythm. I love the the articulation and the feet. I love the sound. Mm-hmm. I just, yeah, tap for sure. Favorite dancer and why? <gasps> There's so many, right? <laughs> <gasps> I mean, automatically I'm going to say Michael Jackson, mm-hmm. but Michael Jackson was amazing because of his hard work. He wasn't actually always the cleanest dancer if you really watch him, but he's still the best because of his, his passion, his heart and his dedication to it. Yes, Definitely. Dance style that currently describes your day and why? That currently describes my day. Soul groove is my style, is what I call it. So I would say that. And why? Because it speaks directly from who I am to the core of my being. I mean, you can't get any more authentic when you're coming from your soul, right? Right, right. That's beautifully said. If people want to connect with you, where can they find you? Everywhere. Facebook, (laughs) Twitter, Instagram. I mean, I'm very, I'm, I'm a private person but and I'm kind of shy to be honest with you but I'm learning to get out there more but all all of my contact is in Mr. CJE so Facebook Instagram Twitter all of that okay cool and I will definitely link those on the show notes so people can uh, find you CJ thank you so much for your time and for sharing you know your insight and your knowledge and I'm excited to see what is going to come from your projects. I know everything's going to be successful and exciting, and I really wish you the best, and I'm excited to see how all of this transpires. So thank you again for being on the podcast. 
Thank you. Hopefully we can get you in one of the projects because you're just as amazing. If you guys Aww. don't know, she's something Thank to you. be. Oh, you uh, just made my day. <laughs> uh, something to be inspired by. Someone to be inspired by. And that wraps up another feel-good conversation about two of my favorite things, dance and business. My question to you now is, what do you do that feels authentic to your soul? I would love to get your feedback and you can go to annettebone.com forward slash 057 where you'll also find the show notes to this session. And if you found this podcast helpful or any of the other sessions helpful, I would love it if you could go to iTunes or Stitcher Radio and rate, review and subscribe to this podcast. And if you do it through iTunes, it would be fantastic if you went through the Apple iTunes podcast app as it gives more exposure to the podcast. And I would love to give you a shout out on a future session of the Dancepreneuring Studio. Until next time, I pray that you have an exceptional week and more blessings than you can imagine. I look forward to talking with you soon. Thank you for listening. This has been a session of the Dancepreneuring Studio. Find the archives of this show at annettebone.com slash podcast or on iTunes. Contact Annette at annettebone.com. This podcast copyright by annettebone.com and dancepreneuring.com. All rights reserved. The Dancepreneuring Studio is the place where dance inspires life and business.